0: Good, um, good morning everyone. Um, it's uh, good to be able to gather together in this way and a very warm welcome uh, to you all here today. A special welcome to those who may be new among us. You're uh, especially welcome. We have uh, refreshments following uh, the service so please do feel free to join us for those and welcome to those that are viewing online as well. Just some uh, notices, Uh, please do, uh, if you get your uh, notices um, online, uh, then do have a look at those Um, and there are some uh, important things coming up Um, or if there's there's some paper copies um, out in the uh, entrance there. Um, Just to uh, bring to your attention a few uh, notices, Uh, one is the Church members' meeting, which is this uh, Wednesday at seven forty-five. Here, um, we also have a, uh, an event from Horsham Churches together um, at Kingdom Faith uh, called All About Heaven. Um, so, do there's more details in your notice sheet about that or online. Um, the Dove Orchestra concert as well um, is coming up. That's going to be a, a Easter Saturday. Um, And we're asking for volunteers for that, to to enable that to go well. Again, details on your notice sheet. Uh, The World Day of Prayer is on March the 1st. Again, details there. And one of the events for that is here at Brighton Road in the evening at 7 o'clock. And uh, there is no youth group today, um, as Marion is not well. So uh, do pray for Marion and pray for the, the young people as well. Can I also mention Margaret Bird's Thanksgiving service? I don't know if you have that, there, Michael. No. Do you want... Margaret Birds Thanksgiving service will be here half past two on Friday the 8th of March. So half past two, Friday the 8th of March. Thank you. Today is, uh, we're having a kind of all age, uh, we're all staying in together today uh, for a creative and interactive service and it's on the theme of anger, specifically controlling our anger. Uh, We're going to begin with a responsive um, psalm. So Psalm 30, I'd like us all to read the words in yellow and bold together. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So today we're thinking about anger in all different aspects God's anger, human anger, our anger, and, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, how we control and how we manage uh, anger and the blessings and the consequences of anger. We're going to sing the first of our songs. Bless the, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Let's praise God together. take your seats. So we're thinking about anger, and uh, my first question uh, is on our flip chart here. What makes you angry, or why do you become angry? And uh, of course there are different types of anger, different degrees of anger. We're going to be thinking of those later on, and, and also what the Bible has to say about anger. Um, I wonder if you can just have a quick discussion in your group, um, around the tables or where you are up on the balcony, about what makes you angry. Why do you become angry? Maybe one thing, maybe lots of things. Uh, be sensitive as well, um, and if the person next to you is the one who makes you angry, then uh, you know, choose your moment. Um, but have a quick discussion, I'm going to ask for some uh, some things, some suggestions okay we're going to be passing around a handheld mic, I've asked if Louise is happy to do that, uh, to go from group to group oh, okay, use Louise's mic, well. yep, um, so just go from group to group um, one or two things that makes you angry, it can be uh, little things that irk you, it could be big things in our world, uh, matters of injustice or something like that, uh, that make you angry. Uh, there's a, still a lot of clamour going on, so I expect there's uh, also a lot of reasons to be angry, perhaps. But, um, okay, so we're going to go around. So what, as, as Louise comes around with the mic, or as the mic's passed around, one or two of you say um, a thing that makes you angry, and I'll try and write them all down. Okay try not to make it too complicated for me first group is the microphone on hello yeah Alfie
1: said mum (laughs) mum Russian
0: invasion of Ukraine
1: litter on the streets
0: Computers,
1: technology, our government, (laughs) other children, say that again, other children,
0: other children. People in France do something and don't. Um, <laughs> oh well, uh, when I get really annoyed when um, a ball, I play, I play golf by the way, play the ball and I end up missing the flipping hole. And I get so annoyed because I should have had a perfect
1: putt. So you know. <laughs> what
0: was that? A missing a perfect goal. Yeah.
1: Miss- <laughs> injustice.
0: Like, is that what you said? Uh, oh. Injustice, like the post office scandal. Injustice, post office scandal, yeah.
1: Making food that I don't, eating food that I don't like. <laughs> Children that don't listen. <laughs> Inconsiderate drivers.
0: All right, moment, minute, slow down. Miscommunication. Uh, Right, In, uh, inconsiderate. I said, make it easy. Wait a minute. Inconsiderate drivers. And what was the last one? Miscommunication. Miscommunication. Sorry if it's um, not visible for you. Can we have a, a camera on that uh, on that thing so that maybe you can see what I'm writing on here? Any more? Being kept on hold forever on the phone. Kept on hold on phone, yeah. Strikes. 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 Car's coming
1: down the road. Car's coming down the road.
0: Car's coming down the road. As opposed to on the pavement,
1: yeah.
0: yes. The road. Uh, someone said being late. Disrespect. Disrespect. Maybe one or two more I've got room for. Disrespect. Injustice for Christians and also um, the wrong use of the Bible. Injustice for Christians. Wrong use of Bible. And one more. When people twist a word into whatever fits them. Are you talking about the Bible or just words in general? The Bible itself. Okay, twisting Bible to what suits them. Okay, I'm sure there were more than this that could go on that chart. In fact, we probably could use up all of that, that chart um, there, so... Um, We've got a number of things, hopefully you heard them or you can see them uh, there. What makes us angry? You know, a report last year concluded that Britain is getting angrier. Britain is getting angrier. And in fact, uh, there are all kinds of statistics um, that are kind of bandied about over the years. Um, Here's some of them. Um, and in fact, some of the, the types of rage have found their own names as well. And we've heard some of these actually already or, or relating to these. There's work rage or office rage. 45% of staff regularly lose their temper at work. Have you ever lost your temper at work? I have on occasions. Um, of Britons working in an office have had office rage. I think I can believe that. This is a sad statistic. 27% of nurses have been attacked at work. This is in the UK. There's air rage as well on on the planes. UK airlines report regularly in the thousands serious acts of air rage every year, and that is increasing. There's shopping rage. I can really identify with this one. Half of us have admitted to having stormed out of a shop due to bad service or frustration about something. Have you ever stormed out of a shop? I wouldn't say I've stormed out, I have walked out, quite cross. And uh, one in five people admits to aggressive behaviour whilst shopping. Um, and 10% have been physically injured uh, during the rush at sales time. 10%. Um, someone mentioned computers there is something now called computer rage, you may well have it. Um, 71% of internet users admit to having suffered net rage, when things aren't, you can't find what you want or it's doing funny things. Um, 50% of us admit to hitting the computer when it's not doing what it should do. Yeah, or on on the mouse or the keyboard or whatever. Phone rage. We heard something about this, about being kept on hold. Do you know 65% of people are more likely to express anger on the phone compared to 20% in writing and 9% face-to-face? It's something about being on the phone and and, uh, expressing your anger there. 85% of us are annoyed by people who answer mobile phones during meetings. Just make sure mine's turned off for a minute. Okay, good. Um, 53%, just over half of customers, felt, physically felt their blood pressure rise the moment they heard the words, you are being held in a queue. And what really gets me is when they say, you are valuable to us, or your customer, I'm clearly not. Road rage and parking rage, you know when someone gets in just before you and that was your parking space. In fact, the UK, I'm told, or I read, has the second worst road rage in the world, behind South Africa, apparently. So we've got high levels of road rage. 80% of drivers say they have been involved in road rage incidents. I have on a number of occasions. One of them I did, um, but uh, many of them happens to me when you get the beeping and the swearing and so on because I'm trying to obey the speed limit and, and, and that, all that. 50% of shoppers become angry at not being able to park. Maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you've experienced someone parking in a space that they shouldn't be parking in, and that makes you angry. And then there's home rage. You know, 33% of people, I don't quite know how they got this, aren't speaking to their next-door neighbour because of something that's happened. Uh, I currently am not... I have experienced this where I am now, um, and uh, I know those who are experiencing it. Um, th- thankfully, my situation was sorted out amicably. Five percent of us have come to blows with our neighbours. So there's all kinds of kind of opportunities to be angry and uh, angry, and in fact. Uh, The British Association of Anger Management, there is an association dealing with these things, was five years ago getting an average of 250 hits on their uh, website a month. Their sites today have 570 hits every day on the British Association of Anger Management. Our anger is increasing. Psychologists define anger this way, and, and there are different degrees of anger. Anger is an emotion related to one's psychological interpretation of having been offended, wronged, or denied, and a tendency to undo that by retaliation. I would say that is a definition of anger. It's not the only definition of anger. There are words on each of your tables that's downstairs. I haven't put them upstairs um, in the balcony, but there are words that kind of relate to anger or are different ways of expressing anger. If we can have the screen degrees of anger up, please. Um, and I would like you to kind of. Um, bring them to the front and we're going to pin them on the wall with, uh, not pin them, blute at them on the wall in order of severity, as it were. So we'll start here with the lowest type of anger, degree of anger and we'll end up there with the most severe type of anger. So if you've got um, some words on your table and you'd be happy to come up and uh, uh, then we'll bring them up here and start Blue tacking them up. I've got the blue tech here, and we can have a little bit of a discussion on where they should go on the wall. Okay, so bring them up, um, and uh, we'll start pinning them up. That's all sticky. It, that's it. You choose where you want to stick them. Yeah. So grab some blue tack, put them on the back of each one. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. 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 Put them where you think, where you think they should go, and we'll have a bit of a discussion on lowest being this side, highest being where the flowers are. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. William, can I ask you to do a bit more sticking there? There's some more here. That's it. You go. There we go, Louise. There we go. That's it. Grab some. Is that blue tech? Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Well done some blue tap You'll have to split it between them. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. Okay. Right. There go. Right, has everyone, I've got a little bit of blue tap left. Now of course there are, some of these are very similar to one another. Is that right? You'll have to split it between the things. Um, but I think we probably will be able to generally agree some of them. Now, whilst they're doing that, you know, the lowest form of anger could be described as kind of irritation Uh, Something hasn't gone the right way, how we expect it should or believed it should, um, and we're impatient and exasperated. Medium level, it's kind of usually demonstrated by actions or words, Um, the circumstances are a bit stronger, and uh, higher, and sometimes self-control is required on the kind of medium level not to spill out, and the severe one is where we start to getting uncontrolled and where there are consequences to our actions. So, that's interesting. So we've got quite a lot bundled over here. I'm going to read them out for those who can't see. Oh, can we get the camera on that? Is that possible? So we've got things like, ruffled my feathers, rubbed up the wrong way, miffed, narked, vexed, cross, tetchy, got my back up. Uh, put, being put out, indignant, bugged, needled, rankled, rattled my plate. I, I haven't heard rankled for a while. Uh, that was the first time I'd heard it for some time. Rankled, rattled my cage, stewing, displeased, indignant, heaved. Then over to galled, outraged, hacked off, irked, exasperated, upset, frustrated, annoyed, driven up the wall, furious, sore red, resentment, irritated, got under my skin, Made my blood boil, driven crazy, fuming, incensed, raging, inflamed, wrath, and murderous. So general agreement there? Or do you think one should be somewhere else? Generally agreed? So we see there are different degrees of anger, and some, some of these you may not really put into the category of anger some are feelings, but I would suggest that some—I'd a lot of these if you keep allowing them to get a hold, they'll develop into some of the others uh, there as well. And so we just need to be aware that there are different degrees of anger or different uh, things that lead into uh, more severe anger. And perhaps having heard those words, some of us would realise actually... Um, I have experienced this um, and I have recognised where things have progressed and they shouldn't have, where I haven't brought them back. Or perhaps people have acted towards us in that way or aggressors have acted towards others and you've been witnessing it, watching it and you want to step in and do something about it. I remember one time uh, where I saw a driver being very put, behaving very poorly towards a, a, a lady driver, and he was shouting and swearing and everything. I saw him. It, this was uh, a, a way away from here, in, in the Tesco's car park. And uh, I went in to do this shop, and uh, I came out. and the angry and I, I, I was quite angry at, at him, I didn't do anything. I went into the shop, I came out, I got in my car and that same chap was behind me and he did exactly the same to me as he'd done to that lady. So I stopped the engine, I opened the door, I got out of the car and I went up to his window and just looked at him, stared at him and he was quite scared and I said, don't do that again and I walked back to my car, got in the car and went off. It still makes me feel kind of cross now. But that was me trying in that moment to restrain my anger, rightly or wrongly, how I acted. But I could see he'd done that to someone else. He was doing it to me. He was likely to do it to someone else in the future or later that day for whatever reason. So sometimes we witness something happening and we want to do something about it. It makes us angry, even though it hasn't been done towards us. Our God is so faithful. He is so loving and so kind, but he also gets angry. We're going to sing our next song Great is thy faithfulness. So we're thinking now about the danger of anger and I don't know if you've ever thought of this but actually the word danger contains the word anger. Anger can very easily, certainly on our part, lead into uh, dangerous situations for us or for others. And there are reasons, of course, to be angry. And anger in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. Great uh, anger against injustice, anger against wrongdoing, can be the first steps towards addressing that injustice, a calm, controlled, settled anger towards injustice is needed in our world. But as I say, there is a danger in anger, or there's anger in, in danger. In your anger, do not sin, the Bible tells us. It's not saying anger is the sin, but it's saying In your anger, don't fall into wrongdoing, into sin. Now, keep that screen up. Has it gone off? So, that phrase, and you've got a clue here. Can you rearrange those letters to form a well-known phrase? fairly well known. It's got different kinds of uh, variations to it, but this is the one I've got there. So, And you've got, I've given you a clue. Not in the actual phrase, but in this room. Not the top one, no, the bottom one. Envied tablecloth tweakers. You may know it by different uh, variation. A watched kettle never boils. A watch pot never boils. A watch kettle never boils. Of course, it does boil. It's not a true phrase. But by watching it, looking at it, waiting for it, it seems to take forever. Whereas if we go away and come back, it's already boiled quite, quite quickly. It's our perception of how quickly that boils. I've got the kettle here, and I'm prepared to make uh, one or more cups of tea. I've got five, six cups here. Um, Now, I know that it is someone here's birthday. There may be more here, but um, Miriam, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Would you like a cup of tea? Very good. Okay, correct answer. I'll make Miriam a cup of tea. All right. Um, And uh, who else would like a cup of tea uh, adults, because uh, I'm going to ask adults, because otherwise uh, I've got hot cups and stuff, all right? So here we go. Put the kettle on. So you'd like one? Mike would like one? Yeah, oh yeah, we'd like one. Okay. Right, you will have to come forwards when uh, when the kettle's boiled. There we go. Now, of course, you've got your cup there, but what what else do you need? Water, you need water. You need a tea bag. Milk. milk, if you have milk. Sugar, if you have sugar. I think our musicians need sugar, don't you? Is that to keep pump, Biscuits. <laughs> you can go off some people, can't you? So. So, um, oh, Miriam's one. I'll put Miri. I'll, I'll have your one over here, Miriam. Ready for you? You got your tea bags here. There, Steve, there, Yorkshire tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well done. Yorkshire tea, there we go. Very good. I'm not going to get it in the cup if I throw it. There you go. Well done. Cake as well, no. Do you know we're thinking about things that make you angry? It's silly suggestions. (laughs) So, of course, it's still boiling. um, But, I'm pleased the water's in that kettle because we have to be careful, don't we, with kettles? Because that water is gradually coming to the boil and if I spill it on myself, that's going to hurt. So it's contained. And we have to be careful when that hot water is poured out. And yet when there is care taken in pouring out that hot water, For a deliberate, specific situation, and in this case with a tea bag in a cup, it can bring a good result, a a tasty result, but it has to be done under care and with attention and parameters. It's no good me just chucking the water everywhere. That's not going to make the cup of tea and that's going to cause some problems in here but we want to make a cup of tea. It does involve danger, but it's under control. Likewise, there are situations where we have anger, but it has to be managed. It has to be kept under control. And if done correctly and rightly, it can bring positive results, constructive outcome, rather than destructive outcome. I can hear the kettle boiling now. That didn't take too long. Even though all of you were probably watching it. I timed it at home. That would have taken two minutes, two and a half minutes, two minutes, 45 seconds roughly. Huh? So, I'm going to ask those who have got cups, apart from Miriam, who have got yours, is to come forwards. And I'm going to make you a cup of tea. Or rather you're going to make your own cup of tea. (laughs) Because I've got milk, sugar there for you. you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll pour it for you. Pouring the hot water in a controlled way. Be careful when you carry this cup back to your seat. There is milk. And sugar. Put your tea bag on the tray when you're finished with it. You're very welcome. Yeah. So I haven't brought the cloths out. Miriam, do you have milk and sugar? Just milk. Now, Miriam, I'm only doing this today because it's your birthday, so don't expect this every week, all right? But. Oh, thank you very much, Michael, well done. Okay. All right. We'll take this nice hot cup of tea over to the area with the little children, shall we? We'll put it on the, put it right in the corner. There we go. Happy birthday. I'd put a candle in it as well, if, but. uh, Do you know what I'm irritated by? It hasn't really made me really angry yet. It's my squeaky shoe. Listen. You can't hear it. I can. It is so annoying. What size shoes are you? (laughs) That's right. Okay. (laughs) But little things, little things that can, well, needless, irkus, can develop. And if we're not careful, they can spill over, and then we've got hot boiling water everywhere. So we have to be careful with our anger. The Bible has quite a lot to say actually about anger. This is how many times ang- angry, anger, wrath come up. This, that's how many times that it comes up and that, many of those refer to God. Some of them refer to situations, battles, some of them refer to individuals. And in fact, we'd be here a long time if we were to fully explore what the Bible has to say about anger. But I want to highlight just a a few things. Human anger, God's anger, and with a sprinkling near the end of our time of anger advice or anger management so we've got human anger first of all james in his letter in the new testament tells us that human anger does not produce the righteousness that god desires so we have to be very careful with the anger that rises up in us in how we respond to situations We need God's help. We mustn't just rely upon our own resources and what rises up within us. In fact, we're told in Proverbs that anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. And there's a lovely verse in Proverbs. It says, As churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, So stirring up anger produces strife. So if we are those who stir up an angry situation, either within ourselves or in our home or amongst our work colleagues or the neighbours, we'll just get strife from it. We mustn't stir up and try and increase the anger. In fact, we're told that anger in the hands of those with power, those in authority can be devastating. And we see this in our world. A king's wrath strikes terror like the roar of a lion. Those who anger him forfeit their lives. And we see this. We see this in the past week where people lose their lives because of a person in authority's uncontrolled anger released. We'll briefly look at a couple of characters. You can think of lots of characters in the Bible that have incidences of human anger. The first one is the first one, Cain. Cain is the first recorded incidence, or the story of Cain, of anger in the Bible, right at the very beginning. If you remember, the two brothers, Abel and Cain, make their offerings to God. Abel's offering is pleasing to God. Cain's offering is not pleasing to God. We're not told why, we're just told that. And we are told Cain was very angry. And his face was downcast. And the Lord knows this. And he says to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? It's a good question to actually ask ourselves, or to allow God to ask us. Why are you angry? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. And literally the word there for crouching at your door or crouching uh, is crouching at the gate is like literally crouching, ready to pounce. So sin is right there ready to take the opportunity within that context of anger to go and do something devastating. God says sin is crouching at your door, it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And then we carry on reading, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. Now, perhaps if you're reading this for the first, first ever time, and it's in a movie, for example, and you're, you know what might happen. Is he, is he going to control his anger? Is he, you know, is he going out to the field with Abel to put his arm around him? While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. So, Cain's anger, the first mention of anger in the Bible, of human anger, unchecked, leads to what? Jealousy, unhappiness, hatred, violence, even murderous plans? Definitely murder. That's anger unchecked. Right at the very beginning, as a warning to us, this is where it goes. The other character study is a chap who got angry quite a few times, and this is Moses. And I won't labour this, but as you perhaps are able to recall the story of Moses, if you know his story, there are incidents where his anger gets the better of him. He looks this way and that after seeing an Egyptian taskmaster treating a fellow Hebrew badly. Looking this way and that, he kills the Egyptian. And then he goes on the run. When he goes before Pharaoh and tells him about the, the plagues and he gets to, I think, number 10, and it says, and Pharaoh's saying, no, I'm not going to let, let your people go. And it says, Moses, hot with anger, stomps out of his presence. You know, he goes off, off he goes. When they're partying around a golden calf, worshipping an idol, Moses comes down the mountain after having been given the law by God on these two stone tablets. What does he do? He throws them on the floor and smashes them. Yeah, you can imagine this happening in that Fit of rage and anger, rightly or wrongly, the anger, the 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 action is just throwing things, and he breaks the tablets and has to get some new ones. And, and God actually reminds him twice later on. You know the tablets that you broke, he says, pointing out to Moses, this anger. And then Moses, perhaps, with anger, strikes the rock instead of speaking to it. We're not told that. But as a consequence of doing that, he is not able to enter the promised land. And so there's a couple of character studies and there are more, Cain and Moses. What about God, God's anger? Well, we're told God is slow to anger. In fact, he tells us himself he comes down before Moses and says of himself he proclaims his name the Lord the Lord the Lord the compassionate and gracious god slow to anger abounding in love and faithfulness maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness rebellion and sin is the beginning of his description in fact, the psalmist repeats this. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And elsewhere we read of God's anger. But I think all the time it is as a result, as a consequence of injustice, sin, wrongdoing and so on. And in fact, we are told that God doesn't want us to suffer his anger. He wants us to enjoy his salvation. We we read in 1 Thessalonians, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And John writes, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son, meaning Jesus, will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Because we're in a state of sin. We haven't had our sin removed from us. So God is angry at sin. He doesn't want sin and wrongdoing. But he gives us opportunity to escape from that through Christ. And of course Jesus himself, he has stuff to say about anger. In fact he says this, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. We can't just say, well, I haven't murdered anyone. But if we're saying, I'm holding this hostility towards someone else, then that has its consequences. And in fact, Jesus himself displays anger. The one instance where we're told this is where a man is uh, in the synagogue, in the Jewish place of worship, and there's a man there with a shriveled arm, and it's a a shriveled hand, and it's on the Sabbath. And so people are looking for Jesus, whether he's going to heal this man on the Sabbath, whether he's going to, in their eyes, break the Sabbath law. And Jesus knew this. And he asked them, what is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. They're not going to engage with him. And we, we read, Jesus looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. See here, Jesus was angry at stubborn hearts. Refusal to believe that he is the one. To receive him as the one who could rescue them from the coming wrath. The other time where Jesus was, we could say, angry, he was indignant, was when children were prevented by the disciples from coming to Jesus and we read he was indignant and he said to them let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of god belongs to such as these we're going to sing our next song Jesus Christ is waiting and then we're going to look about what we can do about anger Now, what can we do then about anger? We're going to think of anger management, uh, continuing perhaps to think of what the Bible has to say about how we could go about this. You know, studies show that um, there are lots of ways to express anger, but um, some studies show there are three types of ways to um, express or not express anger, which are bad ways. One is to be an exploder, as the name suggests, to blow up with unrestrained anger. They hit out, they throw things, they break things, they holler, they yell, they have fits of rage. Uh, Another bad way is repressors. So they contain pent-up anger. They go on mute. They don't look like they're angry, but they conceal it. Put on a happy face, everything is fine. But secretly, they're holding this anger within. Responding to this kind of uh, to anger in this kind of way can make us ill. It can affect our bodies. It will surface in one way or another. Your muscles tense up, your blood pressure goes up, our gut reacts, ulcers, upsets, and so on. Just containing, repressing that anger. A third one is manipulators. Rather than exploding, they retaliate, but in underhand ways. Sarcasm, jibes, little insults, hurtful humour, putting others down. They have this kind of passive, aggressive approach. Little acts of revenge. You spoiled my sleep, so I'm going to burn your toast. So those are three kind of ways to, I'm not suggesting you do that, by the way, (laughs) ways of, bad ways of responding to anger. But I've given you an anger management advice sheet there for you to kind of take away with you, whether you think you've got an anger issue, anger problem or not, or you could even give it to someone else if you're brave enough. But certainly on that sheet, you've got how to manage anger yourself, but also how to manage anger in others when people are angry towards yourself. And this primarily responds to um, that kind of instinctive anger, but it's not just reserved to that. It could be where you are justifiably angry at an injustice done to you or done to someone else, and you want to approach it in a healthy way. And so here are three things that we can do. We can slow down, just as God is slow to anger. And in fact, we read in the Scriptures, Proverbs, advice, saying, be slow to be angry. In fact, fools show their annoyance at once. Be still before the Lord Wait patiently for him. Doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it does mean you are handing it over to him to primarily deal with. Even if he's going to use you in some way, you're saying, God, I want to approach this by your spirit in your way. You know, the old saying says, Speak when you're angry, and you will make the best speech that you will ever regret. In fact, who hands up here if you know how to count to 10. Yeah? I suspect most of us, nearly all of us, know how to count to 10. So let's do that. When we have those moments where we are tempted to flare up, to get immediately angry and respond in anger, go one, two, three, and so on. You don't have to say it out loud. People think you're... Bit odd, but you can say it in quietly in yourself, just taking time, deep breaths. Another way is to let go, and in fact, we're told get rid of, let it be removed. All bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and so on, forgive one another, just as Christ has forgiven you. In fact, we must rid ourselves. And and the word there, rid ourselves, means to lay off, to lay aside, to renounce, to stow away, to put away all such things as these. Anger, rage, and so on. In your anger, do not sin. We're going to do something now, which I hope will be a bit fun for us. You've got a piece of paper there, a coloured piece of paper, and you've got pens, felt tips or biros there if you wish to, write one or more things that make you angry. They can just irritate you like a squeaky shoe. Or it can be a big thing in our world that makes you angry. And you feel angry. You feel upset about it. It may be something or someone. You could just put their initials. No one is... I'm going to say no one is going to read these. I'm not going to read them. I'm going to collect them up. And if they I'll tell you what we're going to do with them in a moment. So if they do happen to be near you, we'll get them towards the front. But you can put things on your sheet that are between you and God and and the bin when I put them in. So write down, if you wish to, something that makes you angry. A situation, an injustice. Maybe you just want to put an exclamation mark because there are many things. Or you know you've got a problem with anger. that this is one of your um, weaknesses. And you just want to express that before God. And you want to say, God, I get angry too quickly, far too quickly. And I, I do stuff that I, I'm ashamed of. Maybe you break things, maybe you shout, maybe you yell, maybe you go silent, maybe you manipulate. But you just want to bring those things to God. Or a situation in the world, and you want it to be a prayer to God. God, I'm angry about this situation. I do not know what to do, but I bring it before you. And what I'm going to ask you to do is one of two things. You can either... If you are industrious enough, make a paper aeroplane with that piece of paper. If you know how to do it, Blaze has already done it. Or you can screw it up, scrunch it up in a ball. Just contain it, put it in a ball. And we're going to throw it this way. So we're going to throw it at the cross. In fact, we are encouraged in the Bible to... Cast your burdens onto Jesus because he cares for you. There are things that we want to, we need to send God's way. We send them Jesus' way. Say, you deal with this, or you help me deal with this. You can either fly it in a controlled way as an aeroplane or as a scrunched up ball. You'll have fun on the balcony. But be careful when you throw it off. Uh, try and aim it. Just be aware, face forwards and then if an an, an aeroplane does hit you, it'll hit you in the back of the head. And we're just going to let go of these particular things. Doesn't mean that we're not going to do anything about it, but it does mean that we are saying to God, help me deal with this if you want me to deal with some of those things. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna count to 10, just as a practice. And on the number 10, we throw our balls or our industrious paper airplanes. Some of you I see don't know how to make a paper airplane, that's fine you can make a paper airplane that turns into a ball just whilst um, whilst you're doing that the third thing that we can do is to get help and in fact we're encouraged to pray I want men and women everywhere to pray lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. So we pray. Our first resort is prayer. And we live by the Spirit. We ask God to help us to love as he loves because we are warned that those who display fits of rage, who live like that, don't inherit the kingdom of God because love is not easily angered. So we can get help. Okay, we're going to count to ten. Ready or not? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And my hope is that some of them haven't ended up somewhere that they shouldn't have. I apologise to those who are going to rescue them afterwards. I will gather these up. They will go in the bin. They're with God. So those particular situations, those struggles, know that you have brought them before God. And say, God help me and be with this situation. And on the other side of your piece of paper, um, there is managing anger in others, and some advice there as well for us. To be wise, to be gentle, to choose our words carefully, for a harsh word stirs up anger. To choose your friends and associates carefully, Don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. And choose to use grace and peace. So we're going to pray as we come to the close of our service and before we sing our final hymn. Let us pray. Loving gods, slow to anger, have mercy upon us. Forgive our rebellious ways. We thank you that you are abounding in love and grace. And we fail you in this area of anger. You know all our failings and weaknesses, but thank you that through your son's death on a cross, you offer us forgiveness and life in abundance. Thank you for your gift of your Holy Spirit so that we may live in right ways. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Produce in us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Help us to diffuse anger and pursue reconciliation where these are needed in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we sing our final song Restore, O oh Lord, our prayer to God. God, the world is as it is, but we long for it to be transformed. We long for you to act and bring about your, your purposes in our world. With sadness. the words of the grace to one another. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all.